23 wide receivers in the 2023 NFL draft are on the docket today for JoeBucksFan.com draft guru Sean Sullivan. This is the best in class podcast presented by Bill Curry Ford, Tampa's first family of Ford dealerships. And if you missed last episode, that's Sean's deep dive on running backs, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, JoeBucksFan.com. You can find it in a lot of places. Just search Best in Class with Sean Sullivan. And uh, if you don't find Sean at the podcast or at Bill Curry Ford, a mile north of Raymond James Stadium, you can find him at our JoeBucksFan.com draft party. That is at Big Storm Brewery in Ebor City, second floor, Centro Ebor, big brand new location, and that's April 27th, first night of the draft, prizes, $1,000 in giveaways, at least, it's actually going to be a lot more than that, and we're fired up to do it. Here's Sean. Hi everybody, welcome to Best in Class, coming to you live from Bill Corey Ford Studios. I am Sean Sullivan with the best assistant in the, in the business. Say hi, Grace. Hi, guys. Very exciting stuff. I got a lot of feedback on, on the running back breakdown. We did 20 running backs. We're going to be doing 24 wide receivers in the fastest 30 minutes that you're going to get in your life for NFL information. We are going to run right through them. We got a lot of stuff. Again, depth for the running back position right now is incredible. So this draft is running backs, defensive backs, tight ends. So just remember that best in class audience. A word from the sponsor. I want to thank Bill Curry Ford for allowing me to do the podcast. Great family, third generation family owned business, a new $28 million facility coming. Please look out for our new television commercials as the giant is returning to Tampa. Very exciting stuff. Visit us at BillCurryFord.com to see all of our amazing specials going on right now. We have concierge ordering service. We have sales delivery to your home. If you don't want to come into the dealership, you can find that online. Buy from home, 24 hours a day, obviously. And then we have pickup and delivery for our service department. We have mobile vans that will come to your home and actually service your cars in your driveway. And... Our body shop now has the the brand new state-of-the-art Garmin booths, and they are uh, 16 feet by 20 feet. We can do lifted trucks, lifted Broncos, Transit Connects, high Transit Connects. Our gold certified body shop is there for you. You, you can find us at BillCurryFord.com. Follow us at Bill Curry Tampa, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So before we jump in, two things. One, I have an email from a... a a really well thought out email from a listener that I want to definitely go over. And the second is I'm listening to the best podcast in the nation, which is obviously the Ira Kaufman podcast with Stephen Lee. It's a brilliant podcast. It reminds me of the sports reporters growing up. I absolutely love it. I'm listening to Steve Itzbitz talk about a story about Mark Dominic and how he selects players based upon one of the worst drafting decades in Bucks history. And by the way, we've only been alive for what in the in the Bucks field for what 40 years, a little over 40 years, and we've had some bad decades of drafting which, you know, again, it's pretty hard to do. But if you didn't listen to their latest podcast yet, please go on there and listen to Steve talk about this Mark Dominic plan where if you don't send the food back or you send, I don't even care what it was. Who cares? How about, can they catch a football? Can they run? Can they tackle? How about that? Can they get to the quarterback? Can they throw a damn ball? I don't care if they send the steak back. I don't care if they're nice people. I don't care about any of that. 
I, I, I could care less. Can they play? Are they superstars? Can we draft somebody, right, that can dominate a football game? My goodness. Thank God that we've moved on. Jason Light had some good news coming out this week. Not only has he had a great offseason, but right now he's in the top five with the most snaps uh, of rookies in the NFL. That's an honor to have as a general manager. Kudos to, to Jason Light for drafting um, players that eat up snaps because I mean, this has been a Super Bowl team. It's not like this is a, a bottom seller team where rookies like in Houston are eating up snaps even though they have uh, poor play. No, if you're playing on the Buccaneers, you're playing on, a, on the past three seasons, you're playing on a Super Bowl team, should have been, should have won a second Super Bowl and a third playoff team, and you're eating up snaps, you're doing a little bit better than, than average. And congratulations to Jason Light on that. All right, Steve, I'm sorry. I just could not not have my podcast and not talk about how silly that is. I will put my draft... I consider myself an expert in the drafts, not an amateur. I consider myself an expert because I read the experts, and a lot of them are morons, okay? A lot of them don't do any research. A lot of them talk about team needs. And you and I know the best-in-class listeners know exactly what I'm talking about. You're listening to a national podcast, and they're talking about the Bucks' needs, and they're talking about positions that we don't need. And you're like, okay, they did no research. Or they're talking about you know, the Patriots, and, they're, and I'm listening, or the Lions, and I'm listening, and I said – what are they talking about? They just drafted a left tackle last year. And I'm like, they have these people have done no research. This is the spot for research. I will tell you 100% that I, I this is not garbage or recycled garbage. This is all original at JoeBucksFan.com content, which, by the way, is the greatest Bucks News website in the world with over 2 million hits a month. I mean, th- th- that's incredible. Uh, and what a team they are. Now, let's jump into the wide receivers. Grace put me on a 30-minute clock. We're going to go through a bunch of information, guys. So lock and load. Let's go. First, wide receiver off the board for me. Now, remember, this is not going to go in any order from Mel Kuyper or, or Daniel Jeremiah or any of these guys. This is going in order of explosiveness, scouting, and guys that I think are going to make a true difference in the NFL right away. And remember, I have never met the guys. I don't have any internal biases against them. I don't care if they if they got the wrong meal ordered and they had to send it and they didn't ask to send it back. I don't do any of that stuff. I'm going by how good a football players are these. So let's go through some guys that I think are instant different makers. Last year's best in class, we did Garrett Wilson, you know, which was a was a was a guy. We did, we did uh, Alave, which was a guy, and we were talking about wow, these guys are going to start day one. And they're going to be huge um, um, targets in the NFL. Same thing here. Jackson Smith in Jigma, right? Ohio State wide receiver, 6'1", 196 pounds, 4'4", 840. He is absolutely my number one guy. He's a difference maker. One, the guy has a, a route tree, which is amazing. He has more than a, a two-route you know, two route, route tree which we know most college-wide receivers, best-in-class listeners, most of them, their route tree exists of two routes, right? When you get to the NFL, you have at least five routes that you're going to have to learn. And it just sounds simple from a novice, right? From Because we don't play wide receiver. It's not that easy to master these routes. And it's not easy to master where you're supposed to drop into zone versus man coverage. with your. And that takes reps and, and repetition and time. This guy... Right, it's going to start from day one, and he's going to make a massive impact on whoever drafts him. So 
Jackson Smith um, is an absolute star wide receiver. He's a can't miss guy. And again, we're going to obviously break down as the season goes on after the draft, but I can't wait to see who drafts him. But again, for he's a first round grade wide receiver. My next guy is Jordan Addison, wide receiver USC, 5'11, 173 pounds, 4'4, 940. My goodness. This guy, you put him in the slot and he's going to be incredible. I definitely think that Jordan Addison, he has that it factor, that thing that that you see in somebody and you're like, okay, I don't need to know how tall he is. I don't need to know how fast he is. I don't need to know how well he runs routes. I don't need to know how well he catches balls. I'm looking at the guy and he's got it. Whatever the it is, like if you defined it, Jordan Addison has it in spades. He is unbelievably unbelievably athletic unbelievably explosive and you know what i i i watch the scouts and i'm like the scouts are like oh he's not fast enough for 175 pound receiver i you know he i really wish he was in a 4-3 or 4 have you watched tape on him the guy played at usc no one could guard him there's some nfl defensive backs in college football gentlemen i'm sorry that he doesn't have that other tenth of, of speed he has football speed, and you know what he all he does is catch and score. Catch and score. And you know what? If I'm if I'm actually gonna write a definition of a wide receiver that I want on my team, catching and scoring would be the first part of my definition. Okay? Not if he ran a between the difference between a 4-4 and a 4-3. I could care less. Jordan Addison is the man. You're talking about another first round grade. Okay? Quentin Johnson, the guy that a lot of teams have number one on their boards, right? Wide receiver at a TCU. He's a 6'3 guy, 208 pounds. He looks like Mike Evans. Obviously, Mike Evans is a little bit bigger, but he has that similar body type. He ran a 4'4 at that 6'3, 208 pounds. And I understand what all of them, there's everybody's so impressed with his, with his measurables. I think, and I have in my notes here that he, he was almost 6'4. So when I say he's 6'3, let's just round it up and say he's 6'4. And he has, he's one of the fastest receivers at his size. I get all of that, right? Why do I have him third? Because he disappears. I don't know what that is. I, I, I mean, when I'm watching his tape, he catches the ball. He high points the ball. Yes, he high points the ball. He runs basically two routes, which, you know, uh, he's going to have to improve his route tree, in my opinion. I like his explosives off the line. There, there's just not a lot not to like about Quentin Johnson, but... My, my point is, when you're watching him, you're like, okay, he's very, very good. Matt Dugan was thrown to him. I get it. You know, he's going to have better quarterback play in the NFL. There's just something about his athletic ability. And I'm not talking about the combine testing. Throw that out. I'm talking about when you watch him, you're like, okay, he's doing, he looks the part. Everything is going well. And you're like, okay, I don't see what I see in Jordan Addison. I don't, you know, I don't see what I see in Jackson Smith. And I'm like, there's something about Quentin Johnson that he looks like a solid NFL player, but I, I just don't see him in the same level as the other two wide receivers, even though everyone else has this guy number one. And I get it. He's tall. He can high point the ball. He's going to go up and get it. He's got better than average hands. He's faster than the other two slot receivers and an outside receiver. I understand. I get it. He's my third best receiver in a, in a, in a terrific wide receiver class. So I'm going to go with, okay, he's my third guy. And, I, and I'll argue that and I'll debate it with him. But when you watch film, I'm sorry. When you watch Jackson Smith and you watch Jordan Addison and then you watch Quentin Johnson, you're like, you're, they're, you're just left unimpressed. If you didn't have those other two guys constantly in my mind, 
You know, I understand why he would be number one. I'm not putting him one just because he's 6'4". I'm not putting him one just because he's 210 pounds. Okay? I'm, I'm not going to just go, okay, he's a better than the other receivers because of his size. I just don't believe that. I, I would rather have the other two currently on my team. But, again, he's a third guy on my list, and he's a first-round draft pick. So congratulations. Now, getting to my fourth guy. You know, every year I have these guys that I get attached to when I watch film. And they might not be the number one guy. You know, we talked about Sam Howell last year. He's going to get a shot with Washington. I, I've had many of these guys. We, you know, Fryermuth, the tight end. You know, we, we've had these guys that I've liked that were drafted later in the rounds. And I said, you know what? These guys have some potential to be, you know, to be great. And when I'm, I'm looking at Zay Flowers, uh, out of Boston College, 182 pounds. He's only 5'9. He ran a 4'4'2. When you look at him, you're like, okay, is this Steve Smith? Is this Steve Smith? Because when you're looking at him, he's just so explosive in the slot. I mean, and I know Steve Smith didn't, you know, spend a lot of time in the slot. That's not, I'm not comparing them as positional players. I'm comparing them as the physical stature, right? But Zay Flowers is going to catch a ball. And he's going to take it to the end zone. He's going to catch a ball and he's going to be explosive in space. I love Zay Flowers. Now, a lot of guys have Zay Flowers in the second round, you know, and I get that. And if he is this, if he is a second round player, right? Because he possibly at 5'9, 182 pounds at a 442, there's possible scouts have him moved into like maybe 36 or 40th pick round, which would be top of the second round. I'm okay with that. You know, Zay Flowers, explosive player, is going to play special teams. He's going to take the ball to the house. He's going to be an exciting player for teams. Watch out for Zay Flowers. Uh, my number five guy, Jalen Hyatt, out of Tennessee, 6'0", 176 pounds, uh, ran a 4-4. Unbelievable year. And, you know, obviously he had um, Lee's favorite guy throwing to him, um, who was the SEC player of the year. But Jalen Hyatt really emerged as the primary receiver this year um, for Hendon. And he basically, at times, completely dominant in the SEC. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I think that he's a second-round grade. I, I like Zay Flowers better just because of, of this pure explosiveness off the line of scrimmage. And in space, you're not going to catch Zay Flowers. I think you know Jalen Hyatt has exactly the same type of skill set. I just like Zay better. That's just a, a personal thing. But Jalen Hyatt is going to be a starting caliber wide receiver, second round draft pick. And he played in the SEC, which, again, I still think is the premier place to play uh, wide receiver because all the defensive backs go to the NFL. I mean, you're, you're playing against a lot of NFL talent. Josh Downs, wide receiver out of North Carolina, 5'9", same height as uh, Zay Flowers, 171 pounds, ran a 4'4", 8", very similar um, um, player. He had four 1,000-yard seasons in his career. That's pretty impressive. He he didn't impress me as much as I thought he would at the Combine and going through the, the different things that I read from the scouts. But again, Josh Downs is a solid player. I think I think he he's, he's late second round, falls into the third round possibly, also can play special teams. Here's where my wide receivers are going to differ greatly from best in class. If you guys are going on websites and you're looking at P, uh, at PFF or you're looking at NFL or you're looking at ESPN or you're looking at Walter, you're looking at all of these, um, you know, the draft network is a good one with Kyle Krabs. If you're looking at, um, at, at breaking down some stuff, you're not going to see some of these guys this high, but I'm telling you, I put them high on my, on my list because they're superstars 
in that top 10. Like, I would take any of these guys, and I think their potential is crazy. Like, the Kayshawn Boudet out of LSU. 195 pounds, 5'11", ran, ran a 4'5". A he is absolutely one of the most gifted athletes. It's just crazy. His stop, start, stop, start. I mean, the guy's 5'11", 195 pounds. You know, he's a sub 4'5". But, I mean, his stop, start, it's like it's like it's a video game with this guy. And if you, if you, if you haven't watched him, and people were down on him at the end of the year because he wasn't as dominating as he was in the, in the previous, like, the first four games. And I'm like, listen, I, I really don't care uh, about his production in the last, you know, four or five games for LSU. This guy is the real deal. He is crazy good. And if you could pick this guy up in the third round, I, I just think that's a steal. I think people are sleeping on him. And I, I think he's going to be a crazy good wide receiver in the NFL. Just remember his name. Nathaniel Dell out of Houston. And he's 5'8", 165 pounds. He ran a 4'4", The more I look at him, the more I really, I, I like his explosiveness. He's just so little. And, I, and you're like, okay, well then, Sean, why do you have him in your top 10? He reminds me of like the, like the run and shoot with Rodney Pete and the Detroit Lions back in the day where they would draft these little receivers that ran like this, like faster than everyone. And you get them the ball in space and they would take like a five yard slant and they take it to the house. That's Nathaniel Dell. If you hit him on a, on a, like if he goes like to say to the 49ers, the 49ers ran a lot of sl- uh, slants there, you know, uh, under the Kyle Shanahan offense. So listen, if you, if you had somebody like that or you had somebody like with the Rams with McVay and Nathaniel Dell comes off the line of scrimmage, if he can get off the line of scrimmage, right? And he gets into the space and he just, drifts right into the middle and he catches the ball, it's going, it's going to, it's going to be a touchdown. So Nathaniel Dell has that ability that I can't ignore. I, even at 5'8, I can't, I can't ignore the fact that he can take the ball to the, to the end zone every time he touches the ball. It's just something as you're watching and you're like, okay, let's, nah, I'm going to move him down the board and you watch it again. And you're like, oh, okay, he can do a lot of, oh, okay, yeah, he can do a lot. Oh, well. And then he just keeps moving up your board and you're until he's eighth. And you're like, okay, can he? I mean, do I like him better than eighth? I mean, because he, he's just, he played at Houston, guys. He played at Houston. He's 5'8, right? And then, but when you watch him, he's just like, he's, he just keeps moving up your board. And like, he, I, I really like him a lot. Um, I think he's going to, he's going to be one of those players that's going to surprise some NFL team that drops him and, and they're going to go, okay, wow, we, we got something in this guy. Uh, Jalen Reed, uh, Michigan State, 5'11, 187 pounds. This guy's mean. He is a best-in-class glass eater. Jalen Reed will punch you in the face after he catches the ball. With whatever hand the ball's in, he's going to punch you with the other one. He's going He's going in. He is a crazy physical competitor. And he talks on the field. He does all those things. And he's just one of those guys that gets the job done. He gets the job done, and the defensive backs don't want anything to do with him by the end of the game. So Jalen Reed, if you want a guy, if you're running a, like a, an offense that's, that's a run heavy offense, kind of like what Tampa's going to be doing right, you know, this year, kind of like what, you know, Seattle does, the Sea Chickens, kind of like what Kyle Shanahan does with the 49ers or the Tennessee Titans. Jalen Reed is, is one of those guys. Oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. What am I thinking? You know, you put this guy with, with Tomlin. He's going to remind a lot of guys of, of, of some, some past Tomlin wide receivers with his toughness. He would be higher on my board if his hands were more consistent. But 5'11", 187 pounds, 4'4", 5", he gets open, he sits soft in the zones, 
He beats the guys up. He eats glass. Again, Jalen Reed, Michigan State. 10 is uh, Rasheed Rice out of SMU. 6'1", 204 pounds, ran a 4'5", He's just polished. So he's just one of those guys when you're watching him and you're like, he does, he's like, um, he's very similar to Kenny McIntosh, the, the, the running back when we did our running back breakdown. He's very similar to where he does all of these things right, but nothing spectacular. He's just a solid guy, has above average hands, above average speed, has a route tree, has he's okay start stop. He doesn't have like a fourth gear. He's got three gears. He's just solid. Like if you're just looking to add a guy to your team that can be a third or fourth wide receiver this year in the NFL and is going to be a, a, a guy that, that you feel comfortable with starting, that's Rasheed Rice. I mean, that, that's what he's going to do for you. I like his overall game. But again, he's he's like a Swiss Army knife, and I and I like that. Uh, Cedric Tillman, wide receiver, Tennessee, 6'3", 213 pounds, four five forty. He again is just his just big, right? So Quentin Johnson's, uh, you know, uh, Cedric Tillman and 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 Quentin Johnson are similar size, right? So Quentin Johnson's probably an inch taller. Um, Cedric's closer to six three than he is six four. But again. Played in the SEC, played with Hooker as his quarterback, obviously. And then if you remember when Hendon was talking, he was like, why am I being penalized as a quarterback? Because my wide receivers get open on, on the first progression. Uh, again, Cedric Tillman's one of those guys who consistently beat the defensive back over and over and over again and has a tremendous catch radius. So again, Cedric Tillman's one of those guys where you don't have to be as accurate with the football. And he's going to still catch it. So that's really important for a young quarterback who's just learning on accuracy. Cedric Tillman might be a guy to be looking for. Marvin Mims Jr. out of Oklahoma. 5'11", 183 pounds, 4'3", 840, which is you know obviously super fast. Probably has the best hands of, um, of all the guys I've been talking about. Uh, his hands are elite. Worth paying attention to. You're like, okay, he very rarely drops a ball. You know, as far as his speed, obviously running a four three eight, he's got elite speed for a wide receiver. Um, so you're like, okay, Sean, well, why is this guy not number one on your board? He has the best hands and he's the fastest. Well, because he's limited in, in certain things he can do. I, I, I don't know about his physical toughness, even though he played at Oklahoma. Depending on how what kind of offense he's going to run in, I mean, you know, this is a guy that I think you can press really well, and he's going to struggle to get off the line of scrimmage if he's not going to play in the slot. And I don't, and I. I, he, I don't see any experience that he has playing in the slot. So there's just a lot of questions about um, his route tree, where he's going to play in the NFL. Is he, is he going to play on? Is he, is he going to be a slot guy? You're going to put him on the outside. And I, again, I don't know about his toughness and his and his ability to engage. You don't see that. Like when we were just talking about Jalen Reed. Jalen Reed, when he's running the ball, looks for contact. He like he's looking for someone to hit. Marvin Mims Jr.'s opposite. He likes to work in space. He doesn't like the contact, right? So we'll see how that goes. But you can't un- you can't underestimate a guy who's just under six foot, runs a four three eight, and has the best probably the best hands out of all the receivers that we just went through. So we'll see how Marvin Mims Jr. does in the NFL. But I think he's going to be better than average uh, wide receiver. And I think if he can figure out some more physicality, I, I think that he can become into that in the in the elite realm. I think you can you can see him pop up quite a bit on an NFL roster. Uh, coming in at thirteen is A. T. Perry out of Wake Forest, six four, hundred ninety eight pounds, four four seven. Obviously, this guy's being talked about because of his size, 
He's an excellent deep receiver. He high points the ball very well, but that's all he does. He's a one-trick pony. So if you have an offense where you need a tall guy with with decent speed that's going to high point the ball and try to get the ball uh, like in the red zone, Perry's your guy. If you're looking for uh, an explosive, you know, five-tool wide receiver, this isn't your guy. For me, everything I watched, he does one thing really well, and the rest of it he doesn't do well. 6'4", 198 pounds, 4'4", high points the ball, red zone target, tracks the ball extremely well for deep balls. Um, but again, right offense, Perry's an above average NFL starter, wrong offense, and this guy's going to get, this guy's going to have a tough time. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson, wide receiver out of Ohio, uh, Iowa State, 6'2", 203 pounds, ran a 4'5". This is a guy that, again, probably the second to third best hands of the top 14 that we just talked about. Incredible hands for, for that size. Doesn't have a lot of explosiveness. And you know what? Um, he, when you when you watch him, you're like, I can't tell, I can't tell uh, if it's the competition or not. When you're watching him, not that Iowa State doesn't play some good college uh, football teams, but um, he seems to be very highly productive against a lesser competition, and and in higher competition, you kind of don't see him. So that kind of worries me a little bit. But is he a third or fourth wide receiver? And he's probably going to be a special teams guy for sure. Can he be excellent with those hands? He could be a possession wide receiver in the NFL. But the, the thing is, over the course of time at Iowa State, all he did was catch a lot of balls for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. Highly productive player. And what you, sometimes those guys can turn out to surprise you. Uh, Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati, 5'10", 177 pounds, 4440. Track star this guy is. Basically has elite long speed. And his vertical was like uh, crazy. So obviously this is a guy that's you know, athletic, can get up and get the ball creates his own space i i don't think i thought his hands were inconsistent and i think that you're gonna that he's moved up the board a lot just because of his athletic testing he did play last year against uh kobe bryant and sauce gardner in practice right so he went against two nfl corners one probably is the best corner in the nfl so i kind of tried to find what they were going to talk about and i couldn't find much on on them talking about him from last year but again tyler scott 5'10", 177, 4'4", you know, inconsistent hands, but he's a track star, has great long speed. He has a tremendous vertical jump. So again, depends on the offense. Let's go on to uh, Michael Wilson, Stanford, 6'2", 213. This is a later... Now, so we're getting into some guys that are going to be drafted later uh, in the draft. So this guy basically, good size, good hands, okay quickness. He just does a lot of things average. Another one of those guys... That's not going to be spectacular and pop off the, the film. Uh, Rakeem Jarrett out of Maryland. He's 6'0", 192 pounds. Again, Ren's a 4'4". You're starting to see a pattern. These guys are pretty close. But this guy, the reason why I put him on my list is because of the slot. I think what you're going to find with him is with Rakeem Jarrett, he's going to catch the ball in the slot. He's going to have a little bit of burst. He's going to try to get up the field. Um, he's got good hands. Um, he displayed great toughness uh, at Maryland. I think that that's a, a guy that some teams are going to get in and he's going to make an NFL roster. Jonathan Mingo, a wide receiver out of Ole Miss, uh, 6'2", 220, a glass eater. We talk about this, these physical wide receivers that dominate the defensive backs, especially smaller, smallish corners, you know, that don't have a lot of uh, weight on them. You know, Jonathan Mingo is going to push him around. If, if you saw this guy, it looks like he's lifted weight since he was five years old. 
He is a physical specimen. He looks like a Greek god. You're looking at him going, oh my gosh. 6'2", great size, 220, 4'4", 6". Again, very physical. He can dominate the smaller corners. He's basically a one-trick pony at this point in his career. He's going to need some development on his route tree, some development on his blocking. And I think he needs to work a little bit on the consistency of his hands. But he's definitely NFL roster guy. Uh, Parker Washington out of Penn State. Lita Kemper likes a lot of these Penn State guys since Chris Godwin. But 5'10", 204, 449. Um, Again, another slot guy. Again, you're going to see the slot guys that can't take it to the house, like we were talking about Dell earlier, being drafted later in the rounds, you know, later in the fifth, sixth, seventh rounds uh, that will fill in some NFL rosters and play special teams. Parker Washington is one of those guys. Daytonovan Wicks is a guy out of Virginia that I think that the Bucks should look at uh, with one of their late round picks. 6'1", 206, four, he ran a 4.6240, which is going to hurt him some in, in that. But let me just tell you something. Drop those out for one second, and you watch his balance. So remember, I talk about balance a lot, especially with running backs. And I'm talking about Wicks has this ability to catch a ball near the sideline, right, uh, with incredible balance. He has an amazing start-stop quality. So when he catches the ball, if he has to stop to catch the ball, he starts up with a, with a, with like this second or third gear that's so fast. And you're like, okay, but his long speed isn't great. I mean, like I said, he ran a 4.640. But on tape, it doesn't look that way. It doesn't. He's not slow coming out of his breaks. He's not slow, you know, dropping, uh, you know, in, into the soft spots in the zone. He he has. He has a burst. He has a football burst that can't be measured by the combine. Okay? He's got good hands and good balance. And I know that, th- that he's moved down because of his speed and his athleticism. But Dontavian Wicks is a guy that best-in-class listeners you guys need to pay attention to. This guy's going to make some noise, especially in the preseason, you know, when he's playing against some of these other guys. I think you're going you're gonna to see uh, this guy uh, make a little bit of noise um, for a guy that was drafted probably a little bit later than he would like to be drafted. He deserves to be drafted higher. Uh, Trey Palmer out of Nebraska, six foot, 192 pounds, four three forty, unbelievable speed. Special teams player, right out right out of the bat, can return punts and kicks. He has a tr- an impressive route tree. Has I I mean toughness wise. You know, he, he reminds me, uh, you know, of a lot of these, uh, these, um, now this guy's not small. He's six foot, 100, uh, 200 pounds, roughly. Doesn't play with the physicality that I would like in my wide receivers. He likes the open space to get open, to bring the ball up. He's one of those guys that runs out of bounds instead of fighting up. And, and, and you know what? There's a place for all these guys, but that, that's just not, that, that's not a guy that, um, that I'm super proud of, but late in the, in the, uh, draft, a guy like Trey Palmer who runs a four, three. Let's just say he's a in the fifth round, and there's a six foot, 192 pound, four three guy that can play special teams sitting there on the board. It's going to be hard not to take him and teach him and and, and teach him how to go. Like as as far as show him how to be an NFL wide receiver, and I and I think that that's going to be impressive. But again, he played at Nebraska. Nebraska's a tough offense to to really gauge. Um, I'm interested to see how Trey Palmer does in the preseason. Let's get on to Jalen Marino. Out of Fresno State, uh, 5'11", 172 pounds, 4'4". Uh, again, this is one of those guys that when he catches the ball, like when he when you see him on tape, the ball, he, he doesn't look like he's making any effort to catch the ball. He's an effortless, I'm, I'm going to coin that, Grace. He's an effortless catcher. 
Like he it, he doesn't shift his body. He doesn't he doesn't like have to do all. He doesn't think. The ball just goes into his hands like a pillow. It's just soft. He's just got soft hands, which you've heard about many times. But it's effortless for this guy, you know. And he wins a lot with his intelligence, you know, on his route running and and he's a good route runner. Natural hands. I think he's a very cerebral player out of Fresno State. Now that guy's uh, that's Jalen Marino, 5'11", 172 pounds, ran a four four forty. You know, a late flyer guy. And Dontavian Demas Jr. out of Maryland, six uh, three, tall guy, two hundred twelve pounds, four five seven forty. You know what? He's he's definitely an X type wide receiver. He's big. He's a one trick pony. You get him downfield, try to high point the ball. Again, he's a guy that's worth drafting, right? So. I hope you guys enjoyed the best-in-class wide receiver breakdown of 23 prospects. I was going to do 24. But I dropped the prospect out. We did 23 prospects, Steve. We went through them. We talked about some impact players. We talked about some fun players uh, that you're going to get in the later rounds. None of these wide receivers were currently are connected to the Buccaneers for us to talk about, but that could change as we get closer to the draft. All right, let's talk about somebody who's interested in uh, rookies, which is my favorite. So, hey, Sean, love the content. I've missed an episode. I've never missed an episode of your podcast. Thank you very much. The draft class breakdown is my favorite, and I'm glad to go in depth with players from all of your college football knowledge, not just from big-name schools as top analysts do. I know you're going position-by-position position ranking right now, and this is going to be a touchy subject for us Bucks fans, but could you touch on, not spend too much time, on who we might draft for our newly open kicking spot? I know Lee DeKemper, I know you're right now punching the table with your big at your big storm, wherever you are. Beer, you're bashing it against your head. I get it. I know how you feel about the situation with Suckup. I know Light has learned his lesson spending a premium pick on a kicker. Since we have two-fifths, three-sixths, and one-seventh, I figured there was that we would target a kicker. Bowles has stated many times he wants a lay that can consistently sink 50-plus field goals. Only a couple of names with that boom and consistently jump out to me. Now, this is where real search came in. And the guy that wrote this email, uh, Tony Masaic, I hope I pronounced his name right, M-A-S-I-A-K, from Deerfield Beach, well thought out. I mean, well-written paragraph, first of all. Very, very clearly um, um, a statement. And then did his research on the kickers. And by the way, I did research, obviously, on kickers as well. And 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 he, he he's amazing because he came up with Jake Moody out of Michigan, okay, he came out with uh, Harrison Mevis, which is the thicker kicker um, out of Missouri, and a, a guy that I that was not on my radar, which was Maryland's Chad Ryland. And um, he says that these guys were the most consistent legs that he saw hit over 50 yards uh, a kick. And uh, he just basically says thanks for the uh, podcast. He's a diehard fan uh, of rookies and and the podcast. Well, thank you so much, Tony. Uh, very, very, very good um um, email. So let's talk about this real quick, and then we're going to jump right into wide receivers. Um, I, I'm with you on this. I think that the Bucks are going to draft a kicker. I don't think they're going to sign. I think they're obviously they're going to have one a veteran in in camp. But I mean, a, a, one of these guys that's at a veteran minimum. But you're gonna. I think you want to give this job to a rookie. And one of the things that was interesting is they said that the Bucks can't draft kickers because you know we had a bad experience with a second-round draft pick out of Florida State. And I, and I totally get that whole deal, right? The guy's a head case, right? The guy did the Tiger Woods thing, let me change my swing, uh, you know, after I've won, you know, um, six majors. Let me change my swing and how I do everything. And, then that, and that's what the kicker did. Anyway, um, 
But Matt Gay was a drafted kicker by Jason Light. Matt Gay is a Pro Bowl kicker. So we can talk about the fact that they can't evaluate kickers. But as far as I'm concerned, you drafted a Pro Bowl kicker. Your coaching staff that was here did a poor job of, of developing and maintaining that, that position. So I, I am, um, very interested, obviously, in the, in the power that, that Mevis has. And I think that everyone's going to be very interested in that power, um, from a, from a leg perspective. And as you notice, Todd Bowles is a conservative coach. He likes the idea of like a 53 yard field goal versus punting or versus going for it. And, and as you know, we attempted several 50 yard field goals last year with Ryan Suckup and we knew he wasn't going to make them. All of the Bucks fans in the whole world were going, why are you doing this? You know, he's not going to make the kick. Sure enough, he misses the kick. You should have went for it, Todd. Learn from your mistakes, buddy. Right? So what he's trying to do is he's trying to rectify that situation with being able to kick a 50 to 53 yard field goal. Um, and I get that. Right. So Jake Moody out of Michigan, you know, has had a, a tremendous career, won many kicker awards. Um, and he had a period of time where he missed a lot of extra points um, this past year. That worries me. You know, the extra point thing, being a Buccaneers fan, you know, we've gone through the, the kickers that can't make extra points. And I like Jake Moody. And again, big time program. Uh, Harbaugh has a tremendous coaching staff, especially he's known, you know, he's a special teams coach. I mean, for goodness sakes, I mean, he, he knows what he's doing. And this kid Moody has ice in his veins. He's kicked field goals with games in the line right down the middle, you know, and won games. He's been consistent up until some parts of this year. And that's the only thing that worries me. But Jake Moody is a guy that I think you're a hundred percent right. It's going to be on the radar, but if I if I had to to go on a limb for what what Todd Bowles is telling Jason Light and saying what he wants in a kicker, Matt Gay had the biggest leg when we drafted him, right? And of course, the thicker kicker, which is Mevis, had basically he has the best leg in, in college football. The guy kicks fifty yard field goals like they're tic tac, like he's like he's kicking extra points. I think that um, if I'm if I'm Jason Light. You're drafting, you're drafting a kicker with one of your, your six, you have three six round picks. I think that what, whichever one of these kickers, and I, like again, uh, Chad Ryland wasn't on my radar. He is now, but if one of these kickers is available in the sixth round, he's going to be on the Bucks. I, I just don't see the Bucks wasting a fifth round draft pick. We have no fourth round draft pick. So it's got to be a sixth or a seventh. Um, you have two fifths, right? Um, I, I don't want to waste a fifth on a kicker. I just don't. I, there just, there's too many, there's too many guys right now, um, even on the street that can kick a 50 yard field goal. Um, so Lee DeKemper, wherever you are, wherever, wherever, whatever big storm restaurant you're at right now, having a cold one, I apologize that Ryan Suckup was, was, was lost, but he's 36 years old and he can't kick a field goal over 48 yards. All right. So. So, Todd, that's not going to fit what Todd Bowles is trying to do. Uh, Tony, again, thank you. I hope that answers your question. I agree with everything you put in there. Extremely well done. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, the best 30 minutes in football. Please get me at best in class at BillCurryFord.com or Thomas at BillCurryFord.com. Email me with your questions, concerns. If you want to buy a car, if you want to talk football, if you have any draft questions, email me, please. I'd be happy to help you. Uh, come and see me anytime and order a vehicle or buy one on the lot or take advantage of our lifetime warranty. 
Anything you guys need, I'm there for you. And we now have a world-class body shop, Collision Center, which is excellent. And, of course, the Giant Returns. I'll see you guys next time on Best in Class.